What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another week of Confessions from the Closet. This week is a special week. We celebrate it. I think it is. Is it not? (laughs) (laughs) What what week is this? This week is our anniversary week. Oh, yeah. I didn't know this. Yes, of course. We celebrated our eight-year wedding anniversary which means we've been together to- in a total of eight years and three months because we only did three months. <laughs> but I think it's a really big deal. Yes. I don't know. Happy anniversary week, honey. Happy anniversary. Yeah, Maya's like, it was already your anniversary. I'm like, it's a whole week, okay? Mm-hmm. What's up, y'all? My name's Leticia, and you're listening to Confessions from the Closet, a podcast all about vulnerability and overcoming. It's time we get ourselves unstuck from these boxes and these closets that we've allowed ourselves to be trapped in. We're so much bigger than these boxes we've been in. It's time we go deep, y'all. It's a vibe. We should get two weeks, but <laughs> but life doesn't work that way. No. Christmas is right around the corner. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, because I remember hearing growing up, like, seven years, if you make it past seven years, and then there's, yeah, like, another that. year. Yeah, seven years is the year, like, that everyone falls apart. You either make it or you don't. And I feel like we were good at seven years. Yeah. Like, we were stronger than ever. And then, you know, now we're at eight years. Seven years, the COVID year. like <laughs> Yes. It was the end of COVID, or the end of it. Has it even ended? No. Um, yeah. Well, COVID was that year was way less hard than this year as far as the crap we've had to go through. Um, yeah. So, anyways, sticking around. Here we are. To listen to this episode. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about our wedding and what a crazy adventure that was in itself. Uh, what we've learned in eight years. Um, there's a couple other things I've written down, just like a TikTok I saw this week about someone talking about a scripture that used to bother me and it was seen in a new perspective. And so I've really been thinking about it and I, thought, I was like, that would be a good thing to share. Cause I wonder how many other LGBTQ people have felt gross about that verse as well and how it's been used towards us. So, and I don't even think it's a clobber passage. I'm pretty sure it's not. So... Anyways, yeah, thanks for coming back. Thanks for always coming back. Um, yeah, we appreciate it. I think I appreciate it more than anything because some days it's really hard to get down here. And I say down here because we film in our basement um, and film because life is busy and the, it's holiday season. And we've had a lot of company, like a lot of company. And then Apollo's, he doesn't do well with so much activities. I think he, he just doesn't bounce back as fast. Um, so yeah, sometimes getting down here is really hard. So I appreciate when people come back and stay faithful to us and yeah. Anyways, um, eight years of marriage. We did it. It feels longer. Yeah. It feels longer. And yet it feels like, how has it been eight years? Yeah. Both for sure. Which is weird. But I guess we could start by talking about our wedding because that was like the first adventure. And also when we got engaged, because yes, we did get engaged super fast. We did not have all the support we have now from our family. Mm -hmm. So for people who are going through that season right now, it's like, 
my dad doesn't support us because that's mostly where we got it from was from the dads. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't have support. Do you mind talking about when you were telling your dad that you got engaged to me? Do you remember that night? Um, I know you remember that night. I asked that question because I know, but will you talk about it? <laughs> I know he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> well, um, this was right before we left, too. He didn't live here. He still oh, yeah. I said that I was getting married and Who read I invited house? him. Um, I don't think you invited him. You sure? You might have. I don't know. It I did. That's what I asked him. It was a very emotional phone call. If it was, if I had his blessing, or we're going to go to New York, if you would come. Pretty sure I asked him to walk me down the aisle to be a part of it. You might have. Yeah, and he told me no. <laughs> He told you no, and like he didn't accept it or something, right? Yes, no, and I don't accept it. I don't agree with that lifestyle. I love you, but no. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, yeah. I don't even remember if I asked my dad to come. I kind of just assumed he wouldn't. I might have asked him. Well, I asked him for your dad for permission. Yeah, you did ask my dad. Yeah. Like the day you met him. Yeah. Because <laughs> neither of our dads lived here at the time. I asked him to come. Dentist. I invited him. Yeah. I think my dad would come now. Yeah. Because he loves you. He's told me he would choose Maddie over me if we got a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> he said it to my sister, I think. Because we'd actually I take told. care of him. <laughs> yeah. You, you love him well. And he loves you. But yeah, that night was horrible. Back then, when Maddie had to ask my dad, like it was super uncomfortable. Even when I, I don't even know if we've talked about this, when I came out to my dad and said, I didn't really come out to him, I just told him I was going to get married, that I was going to buy you a ring. And I worked for my dad out of town at the time. And I had never been hit on by anyone in public. We might have talked about this, but the first time I got hit on by a woman was that moment. <laughs> like, hey, my friend thinks you're cute. She wants to know if she can have your number. I'm like, I'm engaged. And it was so awkward because, like, my dad was already uncomfortable. It's like the moment could not have gotten more uncomfortable. I remember texting yeah. me like, oh, my God, this is yeah, so us. terrible. No, we were at Chili, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. That's when we used to eat at Buffalo Wild okay. Wings before Bubba's was a thing. And, oh, my God. My dad just ate. My dad, when he gets uncomfortable, just eats. So, especially for eating food, we're at a meal. We were at a meal. He just like kept stuffing his face. Like he didn't know what to say. He was uncomfortable. Um, anyway, so yeah, we went to New York, got married. My mom was there, my stepdad, my two brothers, and my sister. Your mom didn't go. No, my mom, which. It's sad, and she probably regrets it now. Because I don't remember. She just said she said she couldn't get off. Okay, but yeah, I don't yeah. remember. It's it feels like it's been a long time since that day. Um, and then your sister, one of your sisters, was going to go. Your cousin, who also happens to be my stepsister, um, <laughs> and then our best gay guy friends, Mantino, Junior, and. Angelica, your cousin, who's mm-hmm. also like my sister. Yeah. 
and who we lived with uh, mm-hmm. when we met. You lived with her when we met, and we lived with her for a while. Anyways, that was who went. And your sister and Tina didn't even make it. Yeah. Because it was the craziest winter storm. Here in Amarillo. Was crazy. From Amarillo Amarillo to Dallas. Well, we left two days before everyone. Yeah, we left on a Thursday night. Because we had to get... Or was it a Friday? I don't know. It was a Thursday. Because we had to get there... And be there Friday to go to the courthouse to get our marriage license. So we had to fly to New York because when we got married eight years ago, it was not legal. Very many places. I remember yeah, a few places. Our two options. I don't even think it was legal in California at that time. Like they had knocked it back down and it still wasn't legal again. Um, I think our two options that we had was New Mexico and New York. And I did not want to go get married in New Mexico. Um, so we chose New York City. And so we drove down a day early and from Amarillo to Dallas was like, we beat the storm, but then the storm started by the time everyone else who was coming with the next day was driving and like the road, they took them forever to get there. Cause the roads were crazy, crazy slick. Yeah. Um, we got there. Our luggage was lost, so we have to get to our hotel. We fly into New York, LaGuardia or LaGuardia or whatever it's called. We stayed in Long Long Island, I think, um, which was just like across the bridge, not too far from where we were getting married. And uh, we didn't get our luggage till like two in the morning. I yes. remember we went. We had nothing. Nothing. We had our UGGs because we wore those there, and like the clothes we had on. And traveling all day, you know, you feel dirty. Yeah. We didn't have anything. And I remember panicking because everyone back home who was supposed to be coming was already getting worried that they weren't even going to make it to Dallas to fly to New York. And they had our wedding dresses. Yes. So we didn't have our toothbrushes. We didn't have our clothes. We didn't have, and our wedding dresses were possibly not going to make it. I was ready to call off the wedding. I was like, if I remember breaking down because we went to go see like an off Broadway play that night. I was like, if our clothes don't get here, I'm not getting married in this outfit. Like, I'm not doing it with nobody here. I was so scared. Poor thing. Anyways. Yeah. Eventually, we got our luggage at like 2 in the morning. Um, Everyone did make it except for your sister and Tina because they flew out of... They flew out a different time or a different airport and they got stuck in Denver because the storm was just so crazy. It didn't make it till like after our wedding. The next day. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, Which was, they were so bummed. Uh, Yeah. And then we got married at noon in Central Park at Belvedere Castle. Maddie and her group of people were getting ready in her room (laughs) or in a different room. The cool group. The fun group. My brother, one of my brothers was in that group. uh, The fun brother. And then me... (laughs) And my mom and my sister and my other brother were in my room getting ready. And I had booked two cabs, one for them, one for us. Theirs was supposed to be like 10 minutes after us. And I have on video, he said, we're supposed to be leaving in 10 minutes. And they were still in their sweats. Like they were not even dressed. It was like. I was getting my makeup and hair done. And pressed on nails and all the things. They were. So one thing I've learned in eight years of marriage is. Amadi still isn't on time to both things for me. It's cute. I've I've gotten used to it though. You're really good, actually. I'll take that back because you have been getting on time to church early. 
Yeah. That's been forever. Church. No, I'm not saying you're late to church. I just, you've been getting there early. You know what I mean? <laughs> Anyways, this, all this to say, Molly and I missed their cab that I yes, had called. The cab left. They had to call a new cab. And our photographer that we my, almost didn't find a cab. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah. And our, and I was panicking and stressed out because I knew that our wedding was supposed to start at 12. I called my dad that morning, asked him to pay, help pay for the photographer because he wasn't there. I was like, dad, can you at least pay for this? Y'all paid a lot of money. I put in the guilt card and everything. Y'all paid a lot of money for my sister's wedding. I'm asking for a photographer because we paid for all of our stuff. Hmm. I think mom paid for the wedding. I don't remember. I think she did. Um, but we paid for like our flights and our hotels and stuff. Uh, so my dad paid for a photographer and it was like $600 for one hour. And people who run their businesses, right. They give you one hour and she gave us one hour and Maddie was late to our wedding. So while we're waiting, I got pictures with my sister, my brother, not both my brothers, one of my brothers, cause the other brother was in the party bus. Um, and I remember after when we got our pictures back, finally, I was like, why didn't I get any of myself? I said, like, cause you were late. <laughs> we got our photographer for one hour. That's why. You I should mean, have booked her 30 minutes mm, after. Well, even our, even our wedding planner and our, I know babe, the, the whole thing. Cause we had to use a wedding we planner. We missed the cab. That's what happened. Body missed the cab. Yes. They had a great We're trying morning. to go down. And it was like six of us and we were late. They were drinking. We early. told them we were coming <laughs> to wait and he bailed. He had money to make. Yeah. yeah. So I blame that guy. Yeah. So I was ready. Yeah, and then someone lost their phone in the cab in that party cab. Yes. It's called the party cab because they were drinking more drinks than we were drinking. Oh yeah, we had. They had way more fun. Definitely. Anyway, so we got married in Central Park. It was freezing that day. Yes. Freezing. I um, had Uggs on under our dress. Mm-hmm. Those are only smart decisions. Was, was, those warm was there snow? There was snow, right? It snowed the next day. They like rain snowed. It was, it was, cold. Cold. It was cold. And it yeah. was nice the day before. It was just like a crazy really nice. weekend. Um, and then we went and ate at the boathouse. That's mm-hmm. in 27 Dresses that she wants to get married at. She's seen 27 Dresses. That's where we had lunch. I let Leticia pick everything I for the wedding. I think my mom found that. that no, I'm close. saying you wanted... New York. New York. You wanted it in December. You wanted it... Because you always wanted to see the lights. I always wanted to see... The, that's, that is the main reason. Yes. Behind why I chose New York City. I had always wanted to see the tree in New York. Which was very, very pretty. Pride. Yeah. Like, I was embarrassed that... Yeah, I mean, Home Alone 2 is, like, my favorite movie. Especially my favorite Christmas movie. So I always wanted to go see that tree. And when I saw it, I, like, literally had tears in my eyes. And I was kind of laughing at myself because I was like, well, what is wrong with me? But it was just so beautiful. And it was, like, bucket list. And we were there. So, Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so with me, it had been somewhere warm. Money doesn't like the cold. It's not that I like the cold. The beach somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> beach. Yeah. Um, yeah, we ate at the boathouse. Our tenure. Yeah, maybe. 
hit the boathouse. And then we had to get a cab back to our hotels to go change and everything. And our friends, like half of the group caught a cab and they took it instead of telling us to take it. You know, the two in the wedding dresses. Yeah. And my mom. <laughs> the seniors. And my sister was, or something. No, Rudy, like, me, you. Yeah, my stepdad, my mom, my sister, and us. And us, yes. Everyone else. And everyone else got in that cab. Left us. And they're like, oh, you'll find another one. It'll be real quick. We did not find another cab. We had to walk. This was before four miles. was like a yeah. thing, too. So you could just pull off your car. It was just the, like, black, the little black cars, whatever they were. Like, Randomly. Yeah. Yeah. And so we walked blocks and blocks and blocks to find a subway. And then we went station. to the subway. And then the one we found blocks. was, it was not in service. So then we had to like come back up the stairs, go oh, find another cool. one. We were so worn out by the time we got back to the hotel. But yeah. By the time we're, <laughs> then we're taking a nap. I know. They were all ready to go. We're like, we have been walking miles trying to figure out how to get assholes. Yeah. <laughs> My poor mom had her like she wears like little booties, and she <laughs> poor thing. She was like by the time <laughs> we had been walking for a while, she was all walking like her feet were on fire. Maddie switched her shoes because she couldn't handle. Oh my god, she in the pain my mom was in. Yeah, she was barely poor. moving her feet. <laughs> it was that we, we still did laugh walk about forever. That walk. Yeah, when you're tired, we like walk like my mom in front of her, like the New York walk. Yeah, because it was rough. Um, yeah. I wish we had better phones and like video back then because it was really quite the adventure. It was Walking. the trolley from the wedding oh, to yeah. the to somewhere playing in New York or whatever. That was fun. I don't remember how we got on that. How that happened? Um, to take us to the. I don't know, but it was fun. Yeah, we walked through Central Park in our dresses with everyone from where we got married to the boathouse. So yeah, we had, like pictures of us in the field or like just in the grass, the grass. really. Uh, it wasn't really a field um just grass but it was fun and it was quite an adventure getting there and all the things my mom was really sweet she had like a cake made for us and yes it was fun it was a good good adventure and then your sister finally made it we had got to go explore more the next day yeah a great adventure in new york city so, eight years of marriage. When we got married, we didn't have anyone. This is kind of why I was like, let's make this. We didn't have anyone to really look up to that's like, yes, that's like the marriage that we're after. That's like who we want to be. I didn't even know anybody that was legally married. Mm-mm. But wasn't really legal anywhere yet. I knew one person, my friend's sister, who had gotten married in California before they turned, they like put it down again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was the only person I knew and it wasn't for very long that they had just been married. Not that long before, mm-hmm. but yeah, I didn't know anyone. There's no, if you're a Christian, you know, like, and you're getting married, you should go to like pre-counseling. You do all the things, all the Christiany things. You're like pre-counseling and you read the five love languages and you read all the books about, strong marriages and there's none um for two women and i tried to read some of those other ones but i'm just so like the thought of being submissive to someone and the way people have used that scripture and describing marriage just always irritated the crap out of me like 
submissive. I just never, I'd never, I still don't do well with that. Submit woman. Um, I didn't do well with it to my parents. I, I still don't do well. Um, but I'd say something I've learned as far as how that goes, like the, the idea behind submit to your husbands and whatever, uh, is like, if we're, we get irritated with each other, we have a fight, whatever. Usually they're dumb fights. I'm not going to not make you a cup of coffee because we got in a fight or you made me mad or you hurt my feelings. Like I'm still going to do it. Like I might not make you a cup of coffee because I'm sleepy and I'm not awake, but it's not going to be because we got in a fight. No, no, you're really good at that. Because that to me is like when it says like, love your bride as Christ loves the church. Well, like the Lord forgives me for everything all of my shortcomings and that's how I'm supposed to love you. Like, yeah, you irritated me and I'm still mad at you or I'm still whatever, but I'm still going to love you well and make this like help you or make breakfast or, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's something that has always been important to me. Just cause we're in a fight doesn't mean I'm not going to do the thing that I would, if I wasn't mad at you, I'm just still going to do it. Um, you're going to get in fights. You're going to have disagreements for sure. Mm-hmm. Almost every day. We're two, like I've said before, we're two people raised by different people. Mm-hmm. We were raised totally different. You are, uh, oh, we didn't even really know each other. We didn't at all. know each other when we got married and we were very wounded from our relationship. Like I had barely been out of whatever it's insane. We were yeah. so broken when we met each other, but it is a shock that we made it because the first few years were hard. I think cause we were still healing mm-hmm. and trying to heal when you're starting a marriage is I don't advise it. <laughs> it's hard mm-hmm. on the other person. Cause you take out your pain and your trauma on your spouse. Like I've learned a lot of my triggers that Madi will set off have nothing to do with what Madi has just done, but they're wounds that I haven't dealt with. And it, what she said or what she did reminded me of that trauma. And then I lash out and then the same for you. Um, and that was something I've learned over the last eight years. It's just like, usually if I'll just take a breath and think about what you said and how it's making me feel, I'll realize like what you did has not, you didn't really hurt me. You poked my wound that someone else caused that I haven't dealt with. Mm -hmm. And nobody taught us that we kind of had to learn that because we didn't have, I mean, for the first two and a half, three years of our marriage, we didn't have a pastor who loved us. Yeah. Pastor period, but we didn't have one that loved us and cared about our relationship and cared about our marriage until we went to more and we had Daryl, um, who did offer if we ever needed it, that him and his wife would counsel us. And that meant a lot that he's like, you know, it might not be the same, but we'll do the best we can. You know, there, there are different differences. Um, but even for me, I mean, thinking about Apollo, we're raising a son and we're raising a daughter and I don't know if they're going to be married to the same sex or opposite sex, but I'm teaching them. There's no gender norms and gender stereotypes in our house. 
you know, we've talked about that before. Mm-hmm. And so in a marriage, it shouldn't be this, well, I'm the one who works and I'm the man or, and Monty's the one who works like, no, we're partners in this. We, we own this home together. We brought these, I didn't bring Maya into the world, but I adopted her. You know, we brought Apollo into the world together. These are not just my responsibility because I have a job or I have to stay home. They're our responsibility. Like I cook, you clean, or we clean together. Like, and that's how I think it should be in a marriage. You're not babysitting the kids. When I go somewhere, you are taking care of your own kids. Mm-hmm. And that's something I think I've seen more and more vocalized on social media lately is that like when the wife goes to do something, the dad is not babysitting his kids. Those are his kids. He's not babies. He's not a babysitter. He's a dad. They're his children too. He's taking care of his own responsibility. You made them together. And, uh, that's important to to share the team. Yeah. Yeah. And you've done, we've been, I've been in and it's a hard. really hard season. Cause I know you're tired. <laughs> Sometimes of work. I get off work, but the kids need my attention and you need a break. And you've been really still good the past up and three weeks. I will give my cut. wife major props the past few weeks. I, we've talked about depression a lot on this podcast. I struggle with depression. I'm very in touch with, my emotions and when I can feel like this is not right, whatever's happening is bad and this isn't normal. This isn't my normal for me. And a few weeks ago I went through that where it was like very bad depression, um, very bad thoughts that were not good for me, harmful thoughts. And me and Monty have a very, she's walked this road with me very closely and I know I can trust her with those feelings and I know to tell her them right away. Like, I'm not doing well. This is what I'm thinking. This is what I'm feeling. I don't know how I'm going to make it through this. And, um, I think that's important in marriage. Very important. And I said, go stay with your mom. (laughs) Pat, I'm sending her back. (laughs) And my mom said, no take backs. (laughs) She did say that at the wedding. She did tell me that. Um, no take backs. Um, but Madi, like when I got done with worship, that Sunday, usually I'll do worship on Sundays and I'm up. I only have to take care of myself in the morning because I'm going to church earlier and waking up before everyone. I don't have to take care of anyone for five hours. And that's a big relief to me because I just have to worry about myself. But that Sunday you were like, just go home, take a nap. Don't worry about it. And I didn't have to spend time with any kids till five o'clock that evening, which was hard for me because I know that that's my only day with you. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, but I want to see you. Then you're like, no, you need a break. Mm-hmm. And I knew you were right. Yeah, I made you. <laughs> and then we did it a couple, you did it a couple more times. Like we had family in town for Thanksgiving. And I was like, that's when it started getting really bad was around Thanksgiving. And, um, yeah, you like would want to go hang out with family. Like, is it okay if I just stay here? I'll keep Apollo. I just, I need to be alone. Like I was just so worn out and so sad and I did figure out, and I think this is important. If you struggle with depression, I'm very in tune with what happens to my body when I eat something I shouldn't eat and how it makes me feel something I've had to do since we cut out gluten, but I did take a new allergy medicine that week and I took it for like five days. And then I went into like that super downward spiral of depression and I stopped taking the medicine cause it was making me have dry mouth and it was bothering me. 
Um, but then like five days after I had stopped taking it, I realized that I wasn't as depressed as I had been. And so I'm pretty sure it was the medicine that affected me so badly and put me into that very unhealthy mindset, like where I don't want to go almost like how I felt when I got off antidepressants. Like it made me very suicidal. Um, and I can't take Benadryl because the next day I feel depressed. And so I don't know if they have a common ingredient. Um, I'm just, I can't take Mucinex cause it makes me feel super dizzy and drunk. So when I have my allergy season, like y'all heard me a couple weeks ago and I'm like super congested, I have to be really careful about what I take. Cause it obviously put me into a downward spiral, but, um, in eight years, I know Maddie's done such an amazing job of reading me and learning how to support me better and taking the kids away so I can survive through what I'm going through. And, you know, we all sometimes need a break from each other. So Mm -hmm. I really am appreciative that you did that. Um, funny things I've learned in eight years of marriage. Are there anything you've learned in eight years? Like that you're like, that you want to talk about? No. <clears throat> no. How about you? Yeah, just things that you've learned. I mean, we've. You, this is the longest relationship I've ever been in. I mean, I've learned a lot. I don't know. I kind of talked about it like um, Glennon Doyle and Abby talking about on their podcast just about like... <laughs> in all your relationships and like saying the one, like you're the only common denominator in all those relationships. So it's not like, Oh, they weren't right for me. It's like, what did I do wrong to hurt that relationship? And so many times when we fight, it's like, I learned to reflect now as I feel like I'm more of a grown up. is what did, what did I do that I could have done differently? Sometimes just being quiet and not arguing is the best decision. Yeah. That's my best <laughs> advice. That's it, though, because I'm, I get, I'm, I'm quiet, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> that was our son. Uh, hello, Apollo. Mm-hmm. No, you're yeah. opposite. Mari shuts down, and I want to talk right away. And that's just how we were raised. Not raised, it's my Where's personality. Yeah, yeah you're true. a talker. Personalities. Yeah. You want to so talk about Sorry. Being a matter of lot. Like, it shuts down. But, and that's the thing, too, is I had to learn. I even thought about this the other night. But you did make me learn to speak and talk about my feelings a lot more. Yeah, because so if you communicate. Tell me, if you'll tell me. We, we learn each other's language, love language. Um, Monty's is. How to. I would say yours is physical touch. And I'm kind of thinking words of affirmation because I know that's something that you've been saying has bothered you at work because that your new boss isn't as affirming of like, hey, good job. Mm-hmm. So I think that you do actually thrive on that. It might be like your second love language. Mm-hmm. Mine is words of affirmation and quality time for sure. I want your full attention. Sure and I get really irritated if I'm talking and she's looking at her phone. Like I'm just like, I am here. Um, put it down. <laughs> Facebook did not miss you like I missed you. Um, but I know also that you've been at work all day and you haven't had anything to like just kind of like 
relax. And sometimes me and the kids are not, most times we are not going to be that relaxing thing for you because <laughs> we all three miss too. Um, but I did think about the other night that half the time when you shut down, like I get offended because words of affirmation are very important to me. Like I want to be told thank you 700 times. I want you to tell me I did a good job on the video I edited. Like I, I don't um, know why I want, to, I want to be because it probably because in my head, I'm the opposite. Mm-hmm. I'm telling myself I'm not good enough. You did a bad job. Well, that's um, exactly what it is. Yeah. And so I want to hear that from you. And so when you get quiet, it's the opposite of what I need. So it makes me feel unloved even though you're probably just processing stuff and I process out loud and you process internally. Yeah. Um, but I think if you can learn that about your person, that's really important Mm -hmm. because then I don't take as much offense because I'm just like, she's, she's just quiet. She's a minute and it does take time and it's an everyday thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And it depends on how empty our tanks are. Like if I'm run down and you're run down, I'm more likely to pick a fight about something so stupid. And also we've had kid a kid the whole marriage. So one other thing, like if you have kids, especially or if you're just having kids and they're at that age, like toddler age, I'd say. Um I've had to learn that when Monty comes home from lunch, they want her attention and I want her attention. Sometimes like I'll be talking and Amaya interrupts. And like the other day I just walked away and I just like went to my room and you thought I was pissed and like, I am irritated because I want your attention, but I also know she wants your attention and I don't feel like fighting for it. I'm just going to let her have it right now. I'll have it later. Um, because she needs your attention mm-hmm. as two women. One thing I've learned we're different about how we take care of our things. Right. And this might not be something you want me to say, so I'm not trying to upset you. One of the things though, and like I probably started doing this like a year ago, instead of getting in a fight about it, I will just buy two of like certain makeup items that I like because you kept taking them to work. And then the five times a year I will wear makeup anyways. I would be upset and yes. it was a fight. So then I just started, I made my own makeup section. Mostly it's like brow pencil Mostly it's only and, and eyelash curler. I want to have my own and I do not want it to disappear. And I want it to stay where it is. You don't take it to work anymore. You actually get ready at home now. Um, so now it's not even an issue, but yeah, I, I would say for two women, don't fight over it. Just buy two. It's not worth the fight. It's really not. I just was like, I'm just going to buy my own. I told him, I'm just going to get my own makeup. You're just a brat with your things. I'm really, I'm very particular about how I take you care still, of my like, stuff. You still, even though you have two, you still hide your stuff. I, I hide mine. Cause yes. she, so we bought, we bought this new brow so pencil <laughs> and Madi used it. And I could tell the moment Madi used it cause it was all bent funny to me. And it oh. bothered the crap out of me. Cause it was like the way the pencil was, it like, was felt or something and it, it was bent and then and it wasn't working. had to have been my fault. Yeah. Cause I definitely, yeah. Anyway, so I bought Anyways, two this time that particular one blend or something. and I hid mine. Also got a lighter color cause my eyebrows are a little lighter than yours and they really didn't have that many options this time, but yeah, I have mine for you. I, I know. know you know where it is. 
but it's too light for everybody. You're like that. You hide your things. You hide your your candies. You hide your. I don't. You hide a lot of things. So you're not a sharer. I'm not. And that's weird because I grew up with three siblings. um, But I do not like to share. Even like if I see you wearing my necklace, I'm like, don't say anything. Just be quiet. Just be, oh, you've learned cute. that because you're like, oh, it used to be a fight. horrible. You used to be I don't a fight know all the time. She doesn't want to wear my clothes. Every I now and then I'll put something so on. I'm like, let me see her face <laughs> just to see it. <laughs> you go and you look at it and you're like, I just walk away. <laughs> I was so mad inside. I'm like, why is she wearing my clothes or my ring or my whatever? <laughs> I'm so mad. But yeah, I you wear, wear my, all of your my stuff. brand new stuff, men tags. And I'm <laughs> like, know. okay, I don't care. <laughs> totally opposite. You're nicer than me. I do. I'm very particular. I don't know. I was that way with like my DVDs. I still am. Or my CDs. Because people don't take take care of your stuff the way you take care of your stuff. And I actually really do take care of my things. And I'm very particular. I mean, the kids broke my freaking like kitchen tongs today. And I was so pissed. I'm like, well, you see, it's literally $5. It's not that big. Don't go buy a new set. Um, But it just bothered me because I just bought it. And I kept forgetting to buy a new one. And I finally bought a new one, and oh. it's lasted since Thanksgiving. It's broken. I'm like, seriously. Um, I want to put there's these like magnet things I'm going to put on the bus for the cabinets so they don't open when you're driving. Uh-huh. I'm going to put them on all the damn cabinets. You can't open the cabinets unless you have the magnet key because I'm tired of people opening stuff. Oh people my follow. goodness! Oh, I just see it so annoyed. Anyways, that's a whole other thing. But buy two eyebrow things it's just not worth a fight and just if your wife wears your stuff and you don't like her to wear your stuff just walk away and smile and you'll be you'll survive it it's not that big a deal <laughs> i've gotten better i think no i haven't probably not actually yeah no you just don't you don't really i don't get i don't sort of fight about it no you can tell yeah, my face you still 100 percent oh not god worth it makes it me sad. feelings and piss her off because <laughs> I, I used to be mean about it I used to be the jerk about it. Yeah, I know. I know. Now I'm just admitting this. Like, we've come a long way. Also, eight years of marriage. Um, as we said, my dad would choose Madi over me in a heartbeat. Um, your dad has lived with us a couple times this year. He calls me for any and everything any and that everything needs to be fixed. Because um, he knows I can figure it out. Yeah. Me and her dad have a relationship. relationship. If Monty doesn't answer his phone, he's going to call me. Mm -hmm. Um, That's so to say, you know, if you're in that season where it's like, uh, nothing's going to get better. Like it, it does. Loving people is the only way to change. The only way. I was just about to say that. It's the only way. Um, Mm -hmm. being your kindest, truest self and not stooping down to this, like they're hurting me. So I'm going to be mean. Yeah. That's not going to change or win anyone's heart. <laughs> Evangelicals are like Christians like that. Whole oh, the way of trying to win people to Jesus. I'm like, that's, you're doing it wrong. Just love people, and they'll if they'll see Jesus through you. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't have to go and preach about Jesus, or you're going to hell for this. And I'm guilty of it. I did it back in the day. Um, just be kind be Jesus to people and Jesus was loving and accepting and yeah I think that's the only way to live we can live hateful but nothing will change 
Hey guys, thanks for listening to my mom's podcast. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, turn on the notifications, and give this video a big thumbs up. Also, thanks for your comments and your feedback. Hey guys, thanks. <laughs> hey guys, thanks for listening to my podcast. <laughs> Oh gosh. <laughs>